Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm your host, James Coe, joined alongside... By the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gilhar. What's going on, man? Not too much. It was rainy this morning. It was good to see uh, weather in any shape uh, in Los Angeles. What Asian podcast host left their windows open in their car? Today? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I have no uh, idea who that could possibly We go to MG, my guy, Marcus <laughs> Grant. What's up? I feel like we are the only fantasy analyst still in the building because – just about everybody associated with our program and our department is either a Cubs or Indians fan. That's true. And it uh, seems to have left for the Midwest. It's quite remarkable. It's, they, we, they, it were all, they were all banking like vacation time just in the hopes. So we're operating on a bit of a skeleton crew. <laughs> on the back end, we're all here. There I'm going to say nobody else is involved in this production because we can't get any help nope. to save our lives. Nope. Dang. All right, we got Matt Harmon. Who's salty? <laughs> he's today. a little bit despondent today. Yeah, Despondent's a great word. He's got yeah. his head in his hands. He's just uh, he's a forehead bit. rubs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've uh, I don't. We'll we'll get to it later. But I don't really know what to say right now. <laughs> it's not that serious, folks. Just FYI, don't be that sad. All right, we got a. We, we don't have any. Uh, we don't have any fun segments today because there is just so much injury news out there that we're going to get to. And. And Fran- what's the franchise point of fun? is not here for a fiery phone in. His sister is getting married. What? Very selfish. So, me. bro, I know, right? Where are the priorities? This uh, company, I don't know. Baseball, don't... family, marriages. Bunch Seriously, of, bunch of crap. If That's you. It's a ask great me. point. This is that is very selfish. I mean, honestly, like baseball is another sport. That's a com- that's a competitor. Right. And people are supporting that. And marriage. I mean, that's got a less than fifty percent success rate of working out. Anyways. Wow. Sorry, only married. Thanks a lot. Sorry, James. I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll beat the I'm odds. I'm sure you'll beat the odds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we've got deep sleepers for you on this beautiful Friday. We're gonna do EDG every damn game. But as always, let's start with news. There's a lot of it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, C.J. Anderson in Denver had knee surgery Thursday to repair a meniscus tear. Severity not quite known yet. Actually, is that known yet? 
it is. They m- said months. Months. With months. The rap sheet report I saw. He's expected to miss anywhere between eight to twelve weeks, which would be months. Devonte Booker is now in line for a gigantic workload. Uh, he's got a tremendous matchup versus San Diego. Expectations there. I mean, actually, the, the well, actually, what a great start to the podcast. Um, the, the the Chargers have actually been a little bit better against the run, but they give up uh, the most catches to running backs out of the backfield. They and have. Booker was playing a lot of passing snaps anyway. So, I mean, you're right. It's it's definitely a good it's good it's a good spot for him. Uh, and like to be honest, I mean, who even cares? At least you know the matchup this week is good. But I mean, going forward, he's going to be like a twenty touch back probably in this offense, or at least he has that kind of upside. Uh, on a weekly basis. That's the important part is that he's now the featured back in a run-first offense that has traditionally given the Gary Kubiak scheme has given running backs a lot of success. Booker is talented. Our own Daniel Jeremiah said when he was drafted by the Broncos that he uh, immediately became the best back on the roster. I was still a C.J. Anderson fan. I thought he was playing well, but uh, sucks for him. Hopefully he recovers soon and uh, all aboard the Booker train right now. How weird is it, too, that uh, Devontae Booker himself missed a significant portion of his uh, college year uh, with a meniscus tear as well? All right, mm. so there you go. Um, by the way, there's a danger zone play in this backfield as well. We shall get to it. Uh, the one thing Let's I will. Get dangerous. Uh, the one thing I, uh, I'll piggyback off of what Harmon said. Did you know that San Diego has given up nine or more receptions to running backs in four of their seven games? That is that's, outrageous. That's kind of amazing. That is outrageous. But, yes, you're right. They've given up the most receptions to uh, to running backs uh, this year. We'll go to Green Bay. Randall Cobb popped up on the injury report midweek. Don't like hearing this because it's a hamstring injury. He was reportedly very limited in practice Thursday. Mike McCarthy today said he is, quote, progressing. I'm not – a hundred percent sure what to make of it. Hamstring injuries scare the bejesus out of me. Uh, so there you go. Tevin Coleman, meanwhile, ruled out for Sunday. Missed practice all week with a bad hamstring, but did do some light running Wednesday. Meanwhile, Devontae Freeman, a full participant, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury, but sounds like he's good to go. Dan Quinn said he trusts free can handle a full workload per Adam Leviathan. Levitan. Levitan. Holy hell. That was Freeman. A- Butchering. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Uh yep. I I've got uh, I've got horror stories. Le- Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> Leviathan. Okay. Uh Devontae Freeman averaged nearly twenty four touches per game in the final thirteen games uh, last season. From our own Kevin Patra, uh great around the NFL writer, he tweeted earlier this morning, Devonta Freeman in four games sans Coleman last year. 26.5 touches a game, 131.5 scrimmage yards per game, and eight touchdowns. Hello. Scored. Atlanta taking on the Packers at home. Jordan Reed dealing with a concussion. He's cleared to travel with the team to London. Uh, he missed the last two games, remember. He did practice Wednesday, and he says he expects to play Sunday. Obviously, you've got to keep a very close eye on this. I would say on Saturday, they play in London in the yeah, early. Yeah, they're the early game. So it's the worst. It, it, I mean, unless you're just, I mean, I, I kid around about fantasy freaks and geeks. But I mean, if you are a freak or a geek and you want to get up at like 530, to go check on the Washington injury report, good for you, mm. but I would not recommend it. I mean, if you're on the West Coast, you could still get up at 6. The inactives will be set in an hour and a half before the game starts, but you know you you have to just set your lineup five minutes before kickoff or whatever. Oh, so ro- roll out of bed 15 so minutes before yeah, the game starts. If you're on the West Coast, don't worry about waking up at 5 a.m. just to check it out. Get up at like <laughs> 6 a.m., 6.15. That still sounds awful. <laughs> oh, my God. That still sounds horrible. Uh, Matt Jones. This Who? 
Matt Jones. Oops. There you go. All right. Uh, Matt Jones was ruled out for Washington in that game. Robert Kelly uh, is expected to start. Gentlemen, do we believe he can fly? I do. I do. I, I like Rob Kelly. I had done, tweeted about him a little bit during the preseason. That's right. I kind of liked his ability. He's he's very similar to, to Jones in that he's a big back. Neither's going to blow you out of the water with their moves after the catch and stuff, but Kelly's done well in limited work so far this year, and Jay Gruden seems to have hinted at every indication that he's going to be Matt Jones in that offense, so he's going to get all that early down work. Thompson's still going to work in, but I wouldn't expect him to see, like, 12 to 15 carries like he had last week. I'm optimistic about both these guys this week. I mean, I think you're going to see a fairly even rotation. I think Kelly, what they're projecting, that he'll be the starter uh, on right. Sunday. But uh, I, I feel fairly positive about both these guys. I mean, if you are in a pinch, which a lot of people are this week, um, I think either one of these can help you out. I think so. Uh, I know Robert Kelly. I mean, I, Chris Thompson was, you know, uh, dominated the touches uh, after Matt Jones fumbled that rock and, and may have gotten injured there. But, you know, it's kind of like what we saw in Carolina where Cameron Artis Payne was inactive. And then once Jonathan Stewart uh, went down with injury, he became the starter and, and then got all the touches there. I, I think we're going to kind of sort of see the same thing with Robert Kelly. A full week of practice in the books, uh, and he's going to get to to basically run with the ones. I don't know, man. I, I don't hate the matchup. Versus no, I, I like I like it to be honest. I, I picked him up in a in a league. I had had I had had him stashed in like four leagues Ugh. for weeks, and then I had to cast him back into the waiver wire pool because of injuries and a number of other things. And uh, by the way, there's no way that Matt Jones gets a starting gig back, right? I don't. I know. mean, unless Robert Kelly's just terrible. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's he was playing well outside of the fumbles, which are a big deal for coaches for Nine sure. Nine hundred and seventy touches is bad. And I heard our friend say on the ATN podcast yeah, he averaged one in one fumble and thirty three touches. League averages one horrendous. in over a hundred. That's yeah, horrendous. It's real bad. But at the same time, like this is a guy they took in the third round. They really do believe in him. Like I think they would give him another shot to right. to cough it up, which he could certainly <laughs> which do. He probably will. <laughs> uh, one encouraging thing about Chris yeah. Thompson. We'll probably get into this matchups later, but. The Bengals have allowed the sixth most receiving yards to backs. Hello. So if this turns into a little bit of a shootout or a high-scoring affair, as it potentially Which I could, think it could, yeah, yeah, uh, Thompson could could be a great PPR play. Man, I think I think the backfield share is going to be pretty close to 50-50, No. Yeah, I'd rather play Thompson. There you go. Lashawn McCoy doubtful. He mispracticed Wednesday and Thursday with a sore hamstring. I don't believe he practiced today either. Not looking likely for Sunday, obviously. Uh, Rex Ryan would not rule him out as of Thursday. Mike Gillis sleeper. Expected oh, to play as the starter. Uh, what? what? No. McCoy got hit with the doubtful tag today, yeah. and I had tweeted that I don't think – I think very, very few people have gotten hit with doubtful and then played, and somebody actually responded and said he thought he had heard last week that nobody with a doubtful designation had played on Sunday yet. So I don't have all the facts, but just know that doubtful pretty much means they're out. Yeah, I don't Which, honestly, I feel like that makes it easier if you have – you have Lamar Miller. Certainly does. Um, Shady McCoy. Or the, sorry, Lashawn McCoy. I'm skipping ahead here on the uh, the rundown. But yeah, if you have Shady, it makes it better because last week he wasn't he wasn't 100 percent and they played him and he just didn't look the same. Uh, so this week having him be doubtful just allows you to just Playing say, around. you know what, let's just forget about it. And let's figure out my next option. Man, by the way, running back this year again. It's dude, just, no, just the every, way of the world. Everything this year. It's everything. the way of the world. Right. Now. Running backs have gotten destroyed. Uh, wide receivers have gotten destroyed. And tight end is just a landfill. <laughs> so fantasy is dumb. Uh, Eat at Arby's. Let's move on. All right. Here we go. Uh, Jamal Charles ruled out as well. He was limited in practice this week. Swelling in his surgically repaired knee. He looks like 
I mean, he's not going to play. He's, he's out. Spencer Ware versus the Colts, though. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points per game to running back. Let's talk about Lamar Miller. He's going to be a game-time decision. Miller left his Week 7 game with a sore shoulder, was a limited participant in practice Thursday. The coaching staff said they were, quote, encouraged by what they saw. If he doesn't go, though, if he doesn't go, it sounds like he will, but if he doesn't go, Alfred Blue versus the Lions, is he worth a start? Hell yeah. Blue has Blue is traditionally been a guy that needs a ton of volume to really produce in, in fantasy. I mean, he did all right on limited touches last week against Denver, but yeah, I mean, even if Miller goes, uh, this could be more of a, a split again, and Blue with the bye weeks and all the injuries to running backs could be a desperation flex play. Six teams on a bye and so many injuries as well. Tony Romo returned to practice Thursday. He was limited. Scott Linehan, the offensive coordinator there, said, quote, he got some pop on that ball. He's not going to play this week, but the team will have to make a decision soon between Romo and Dak Real quick while we're talking about that, uh, everybody should read Adam Rank's Like Dislike this week. You can get it at uh, NFL.com slash Like Dislike. There's some you know irreverent takes in there, but a lot of good fantasy nuggets and stuff. He made the comparison to, to Romo and Kobe in that Romo should just do the good thing and not you know not come back in and, and uh, hold up this team since they've got young players developing and stuff like so that. So don't be like Kobe. Don't be like Kobe. Right. He has the chance to not pull a Kobe, but if he comes back, then he's going to pull a Kobe. Yeah, he's probably going to pull a Kobe, dude. Come on now. Probably. <laughs> so you mean he's going to show up in the last game and throw the ball 70 times? Maybe. Oh, that would be crazy, right? <laughs> Week 17, just tossing around five touchdowns, 400 yards. Let's no, go. that would be literally the worst. Like, if they were trying to do that to get into the playoffs, and meanwhile, Zeke's back there like, bro. ball. <laughs> I like it. Let's talk about Thursday night football, shall we, Matt? Hall? Do we have to? Mm. Let's turn it over to Matt. Matt? Go ahead. The floor is yours. <laughs> I don't want to have anything to say about this. In case you missed oh, it, Matt Harmon was uh, in the midst of uh, an existential meltdown on Twitter last night during this game. I actually turned it see, into a story. He, he seems to be reliving it right now, actually. Here's I, the thing. Somebody, uh, Alan uh, Robinson, I mean, what do we got to do to get this guy free of Blake Bortles? Guy can't buy a valuable target right now. He had 15 looks. Yeah, you know how many skipped in front of him? Though? <laughs> <laughs> or sailed over him. Or sailed over his head. 15. Targets. It's six catches, seventy yards. I mean, the seventy yards at least, like in standard leagues, I, it's I don't usable. Like, it's usable. I don't like getting a, a seven spot from no. a, a starting receiver, but right. it's it's better than like a two for twenty day. Or how about the nine yard day we got from uh, a couple of different let's star not, receivers last week? It. All right, but uh, I mean this. Play, this Jags offense, man, it is rough right now. Oh my I don't God, know if they're going to. So bad. I don't know if they're going to be able to change anything. Like, oh, they're not. Even if they switch to Chad Henney, is that going to help? If the, if the coaching Gus, staff Gus gets gone, let's go. Oh like, yeah, there's no way. I mean, they're heading into their bye week. Still there right now. They're heading into their bye week, so perhaps a decision. No, that, they already know. had their bye. Oh, they did. Yeah, because they oh, came fuck. from London. Yeah, they had a bye early. Yeah, um, they're just they're just have a, they just have a long week. So they play long week, Thursday. right, right, right. Played Thursday. I forgot they had the bye after London, but I don't know. But it's it's impossible to trust. Anybody in this offense? You Chris gotta. Ivory, T.J. Hilton have both been. Nope. Whoa, they've been. Uh, bad. They've been bad. I mean, the, look, this was a game that on paper was yes. not supposed to be a good one for Allen Robinson for any of the Jags players. I mean, the, t- the Titans' defense isn't awful, and so there was a potential that this could be rough. But I think, I think the one that hurt. Well, last week hurt because they couldn't do anything against the Raiders. This week hurt because we all got to see with our own yeah. eyes how yeah. bad it is. <laughs> and there are two – I looked at the schedule last yep. night. There are two games which look kind of promising. I mean, next week is the Chiefs. They've been torched a few times. 
two, I think two or three weeks down the road is the Lions, whose secondary has not been very good. Everything else is a no-fly for me. I mean, I, and I, just, I don't know what you do now. that you, you have this guy that you spent maybe a late first, early second round pick on, and he's just not usable. And it's not his fault. I feel like goodwill hunting. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> or, or you put it's him in and you fault. just suffer indigestion and full-on tilt all game. I mean, I, I told someone yesterday on Twitter who asked me about it, and he was worried that, you know, what happens if I sit Robinson and he goes off? And my response was, look, at this point you sit him and you just don't worry about it because the offense hasn't shown you enough to make you believe that the big game is coming. Meanwhile, Harmon update. The glasses are off. Head in, head in the, the chin, chin in the hand there. <laughs> It's. Do you want to go to Arby's for lunch? Is that? Uh, I just want to go. I just want to go home. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I really didn't know what kind of how I was going to react to this when we, when we got on the air, but I don't really know what to say, man. I mean, you uh, guys, you guys said it all. It all just right. sucks. Well, let's talk about the Titans then, real quick. Sure. Demarco uh, Murray briefly left the game, getting an MRI today on his foot. They don't right. feel it serious though. Yeah, he came back and ran. So they they look pretty good. I, I thought for a moment maybe we could see Derrick Henry for a second. He actually had a pretty good fantasy day. Yeah, he did. But uh, but Demarco Murray continues to rampage in fantasy right now. However, it seems that they might start with Murray finally showing signs of wear and tear. Go right. figure. After they just pummeled him with snaps Jeez. and targets. Yeah. Uh, they could, and with them being in the thick of the race now for the postseason, if they win this terrible division, oh I think Demarco Murray, if he's somehow on your waiver wires. Needs to be a priority uh, add Derrick this Henry. week. Derrick Henry, yeah, sorry. Needs to be a priority add this week, and he might even have like weekly flex consideration if a split starts to happen a little more because he showed some stuff this week. I he looks great. Stupidly dropped him this he, particular week. He is just a giant though, and he's still nimble. Like there was when they I went know. down before the half to get that field goal, and yeah. like Mariota did that desperation like dump to Henry, and he juked another guy, and then when people tackle him, he gets like two or three more yards just on his size 100%. alone. Well, and I you know. What we've seen from him all year is that he is really productive. He's just stuck behind a guy playing really good football right yeah. now. He just needs some touches. There have been multiple weeks where he's gotten less than three looks, um, three touches. It's been it's bad. Harmon, I think I saw you tweet about this too, but uh, and you wrote him up as a spot start. Kendall Wright is kind of sneakily uh, sliding into a productive little run here with with Marcus Mariota as he catches fire against uh, terrible defenses. Yes, this is a this is a thing that that's happening. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's also not playing more than like fifty percent of the snaps in any given week. So you have that because he's a really good player, and I, I think it's pretty clear that he's their their best receiver, at least their most talented one. You know, you have the upside of having a week like he did against Jacksonville or a week he had against Cleveland, but sandwiched in between those was a 14-yard clunker. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that potential every week because the coaching staff even said today, we don't want to take him out of a reserve or rotational role for, for whatever reason. Who knows? Um, uh, one last point about this game, too, on the Jacksonville side. Your weekly reminder that fantasy football is stupid and doesn't make any sense. Okay. Blake Bortles, 29.6 or 29.7 points last night. And he did nothing for three quarters. Nothing. Like, if you – like, that's one thing that I don't even know how you can be mad at anybody that told you not to start Blake Bortles yeah. or anything. Like, that game was – I mean, he's he's disgustingly bad right now. <laughs> and, I mean, 330 yards and three touchdowns. 
my poor father uh, had asked me earlier in the week, like, should I start Russ, Russell Wilson, or Blake Bortles? I was like, you got to bench Bortles. He's horrendous. And then my dad didn't watch the game. He came home, checked his lineup, and was like, what the hell? 33 <laughs> points? Because it was a six-point <laughs> passing touchdown league. And I was like, I was like, Pops, he did nothing for it was 80% I, of the game. You can't be upset. <laughs> He's Anybody, just mad because he always benches the wrong guys. But Anybody that asked me a question before that game, somebody or Blake Bortles, my response was always not Bortles. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Fantasy football is dumb. Fantasy football is really, really dumb. It's I dumb. don't know why any of you play it. I don't know why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, why are we on the planet Earth, to be honest with you? Like, what is the point of oh any of this? Oh, my gosh. He's legitimately having an existential crisis. So, uh, one last this thing awesome. on this, and then we should move on. I mean, yeah. please, great. God. But uh, Richard Matthews, three touchdowns in four games now. Um, he's been They're using him in some different ways. He's not a guy that could go out there and be a number one receiver, but with right playing a rotational role, they're putting Matthews in some spots where he can succeed. So, Deeper leagues, he he might be worth a grab as a uh, as a as a wide receiver. Tajay Sharp is doing nothing; just nothing. cast him in. Well, he's started to lose playing time too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I think he's dealing with an injury as well. That also. All right. Uh, let's talk about deep sleepers, shall we? We shall stay with you, the king of deep sleepers, the deep dive, Alex Gilhar. Uh, this week we're going to Peyton Barber. Yeah, buddy. The uh, rookie running back it. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have been feeding Jaquiz Rogers an unprecedented amount of touches right. for his career and his body. Dude's 62 only, the last two weeks. Yeah, 62 the last Holy two weeks. The, dude's only, the dude is like me with some extra muscle and yeah. actually, you know, uh, a professional athlete. Some. <laughs> but anyways, like that, that is not a sustainable workload for him. They gave Peyton Barber 12 carries last week, but all of them didn't come in garbage time. Six came in the first half. Six came in the second half. Okay. He posted 84 yards and a touchdown. I think uh, in this game that could – you know, be a score fest trading back and forth. Tampa Bay versus Oakland. Tampa Bay versus Oakland. Barber could have see some more run as they try to eventually not run Jaquiz Rogers right into the ground. And and even if they even if they don't for this particular game, if they do run Quiz Rogers into the ground, there's Peyton Barber just waiting, waiting in the wings. Yep, yep exactly. Matt Martin it. was ruled out again with his hamstring, so we'll have to wait and see in the future what his status is. Marcus Grant, MG, my guy. Well, I am staying with the Buccaneers. I'm going to Russell Shepard. Yeah, uh, boy. Look, we know Mike Evans is going to be a targets magnet like he has all season long. Yeah. But, you know, with no Vincent Jackson on the other side and, and Adam Humphreys still mostly remaining in the slot, uh, then I think you look at Russell Shepard. And, and look, last week, while Allen Robinson wasn't able to get going against the Raiders, Marquise Lee ended up having a pretty good game, and they picked on David Amerson a lot. Amerson actually got one, though, with an interception. Um, I, I do think – why are you looking at me like that, Harmon? Are we uh, still talking about those Jaguars? <laughs> but I think I, I think you can see Russell Shepard line up on David Amerson. I think there's a matchup to be had there. And, look, you're not going to get – I don't expect you get huge numbers out of Shepard, but if you can get 60 to 65 yards and a touchdown, you should Dude, be I'm okay st- with I'm that. I'm starting him in more leagues than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Uh, you know, obviously a very usable day, a good day, a double well, day. And look, he had he had what, six targets, I believe, last mm-hmm. week. Yep. He'd had four targets in the previous five games. He just wasn't getting on the field, so but, now he's there. I was going to mention this week at the game previews before, earlier, but might as well throw it out now. He only played 36% of the snaps, right. but... Saw 20% of the targets. So mm. when he was out there, he was a part of the offense. And that those numbers might both, like, or at least the snap percentage might even out with the target share a little bit this week. LSU wide receivers? Am, Am I, right? I right? There you go. 
Matt Harmon, give me a deep sleeper. So um, I'm going to stick in this same game, actually, and I think that's probably going to be a theme for this week because, guys, we've actually got some good games on the schedule. Hopefully, At least high scoring. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, high scoring ones and just good competitive games between teams that are actually fun to watch. So hopefully uh, we actually get to watch some good football this week. Um, Maybe. And in this game, I like Seth Roberts if you're in, in need of a deep play. Uh, he's been the guy – like, if you're an Amari Cooper owner, you're like, why isn't Amari Cooper scoring more touchdowns? Seth Roberts is a big reason why. He right. leads the team in red zone targets. He has three red zone scores this year. Uh, he plays 58% or uh, – excuse me, he plays 79% of his snaps from the slot, uh, and there's a there's an inexperienced corner there named Jude. I'm not even going to try to pronounce hey, his last name, but, but there's a hyphen in it. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Let's just from now on refer to that slot corner as, hey, hey Jude. <laughs> yeah, so he plays the slot, which is like even more of a downgrade from Brent Grimes and Vernon uh, Hargraves on the outside. Oh. So I hope, I hope Miko doesn't listen to this golly. podcast. I don't care. She's coming at you. <laughs> she, can, she can feel free to at me. It does not. Okay. Talk, oh, my God. Why, why are we even talking about that person? <laughs> my favorite no, – so, side note – my favorite thing is how NFL uh, writers are constantly like, oh, she's such an annoying person, but you keep talking about it, right. idiots, bunch of idiots out there. Anyways, um, so Seth Roberts, I feel like, could have some sneaky upside in this game that I do think is going to be high scoring between two bad defenses. And, again, he's a touchdown threat every week because he's a, a factor true. in the red zone. You, uh, should, uh, you should sip some of that water to dilute the salt that is built. Doesn't he uh, actually still tie or lead the team in red zone targets? Yes. After last look, him and Crab, right? Him and Crabtree, I believe, are, are, are tied, yeah. Holy hell. Go figure, right? <laughs> Where is Amari Cooper, man? Uh, all right, I'm going to go with another backup, backup, running back. <laughs> backup, backup? Yeah, man. You went Peyton Barber? I'm going to go Capri Bibbs. Ooh. Capri Bibbs there in Denver. Uh, we talk about San Diego's run defense. They, they've given up the six most fantasy points uh, per game to the running back position, and Matt Harmon hit it right on the head. They've given up. So many receptions to the running back position. Again, they, they've given up the most receptions to running backs this year thus far. Um, and, and as I highlighted, nine or more receptions to the running back position in four out of seven games, that is just silly. That's ridiculous. Uh, and I think Capri Bibbs does read as their change of pace passing down guy, at least for this week, right? With C.J. Anderson out, uh, we know that Booker's going to get a ton of work, but Bibbs, uh, who's 5'9", I mean, soaking wet, he's 210. He's a pretty good athlete, ran a 4.5440 at his pro day uh, at the NFL Combine, was able to toss the bench press 24 times. He's a pretty good athlete overall. He's also a pretty good touchdown scorer, FYI. 31 touchdowns in one season at Colorado State. My goodness. That's a lot. That's, That's a, lot. a lot. Seems like a lot. So, Capri Bibbs, deep sleeper, if you're absolutely desperate at the running back position for you, he's my danger zone play of the week. There you Woo! go. Uh, EDG, every damn game, let's go. Washington versus Cincinnati, it's the London game. MG, give me your thoughts. Well, I, I am keeping an eye on the running back situation for Washington. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Robert Kelly's probably going to be the starter, but I think you're going to see a lot of Chris Thompson involved in this one. So, uh, I think both of those guys will have a chance to be successful against the Bengals. Also, as we mentioned earlier, again, just your – friendly reminder check on Jordan Reed on Saturday night you know if you have to get up early on Sunday morning you know God bless you uh, but if you could try to solve that problem on Saturday night, you'll be feeling a lot better about it. The information will be out there Saturday night. Hopefully. I think I, think. I would Hopefully. be shocked if it's not. All right Arizona at Carolina Gilhar what you got? Uh, this is an interesting game because uh, 
We've got the Carolina defense that's allowing actually a league worst 8.6 yards per pass attempt right now. League worst? But mm. Carson Palmer is the quarterback going up against them, mm. who has looked like a shell of his former self right now. Tis true. That being said, I still feel like uh, Larry Fitzgerald and John Brown, who has gotten over his leg soreness from Sickle Cell, both look like good plays this week. Harmon wrote up why John Brown is a good play in his next-gen matchups column, which oh, everybody I did. As well as uh, Kelvin Benjamin versus Patrick Peterson, right? I don't think I said that anything about John Brown this week. Well, am I going crazy? Well, I said it like two weeks ago. Oh, well, everything's blending together. Eat it, Arby's. Um, <laughs> Nobody reads my work. <laughs> I just read it yesterday. <laughs> Anyways, I think they're both solid starts. J.J. Nelson, if Carson Palmer is able to connect on any deep passes, might be worth a desperation flyer for those that are in uh, dire straits with wide receiver position. As Marcus always says, David Johnson, no matter what. No matter David what. David Johnson, no matter what, um, baby. Let's go. On the flip side, I think the Panthers, you just start the studs. The Kelvin Benjamin matchup, that one Harmon actually talked about. Yes, this that is, is true. Is somewhat worrisome because he'll probably get shadowed by Patrick Peterson. Right. Could find some success in the slot, as Harmon pointed out. But, uh, I mean, his volume will keep him up. Arizona allows the fewest points to fantasy tight ends, but don't give a crap because Greg Olson. And uh, <laughs> right. Jay Stu, I think, is still an interesting play with more touchdown upside than usual because last week he saw four of the six carries in the red zone and Cam only had one, and it was on a designed bootleg to keep him away from contact since he's right. already had that concussion. Exactly. And this is something we kind of saw last year where um, like over the last uh, after the first like five or six games, Jay Stu was second in red zone touches among all running backs. I think they're turning that you know grinding work back over to Jay Stu to protect Cam. And even though the Arizona defense is kind of stingy in yards per carry sense, uh, Stewart will have touchdown upside. I want to believe that. I do. I just... I want to see it again, but I completely buy. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of with you. Also, I had an interesting decision in a league. Uh, nobody cares about my leagues, but just to talk. Nobody about cares Carson. about your fantasy. True, team. and I don't. I don't even care about my fantasy teams. But like, I said, interesting. I don't. Yeah, it's not interesting. Who cares? Anyways, uh, Carson Palmer. I have him as a starting quarterback, and I'm like, I picked up Tyrod Taylor off the wire to, to play him instead. Like, I read. Oof. I read this morning. Uh, Pro Spicy. Football Talk put out uh, a, re- a quote from Carson Palmer said. I've been trying to work on my deep ball, and I'm like, well, I've been trying to work on my dating life, but that's not working either. So, <laughs> as Marcus Grant always says, it's good to want. It's things. good to want things. Holy hell, the salt level in this room right now, unreal. Lions at Houston. Theo Riddick returned to practice in full this week. He's ready to play Sunday. Matt Harmon, what else are you watching for? So here, you're, if you're ready for more terribleness to come out of my mouth, I like Brock Osweiler no. in this game. I yes. sort of do also. Oh, yes. no. I also do as well. No. So the Lions oh. rank 31st in football outsiders past DVOA metric, past defense DVOA metric. Their 18 passing touchdowns are tied with Cleveland for the most in the NFL, and they allow a way league high 74.2% uh, completion rate. Uh, no other teams allowed a completion rate over 68.7%. So, I mean, their pass defense is real bad, and they're probably going to be missing their top corner, Darius Slay, with a hamstring injury. That's a big uh, one. That is a really big one. So I think DeAndre Hopkins can can get going in this game for sure, and some of that's going to bleed over to Brock Osweiler. I mean, I don't think he is like, you know, I don't, I don't, he's so bad that I don't know if he has – 20 point upside in fantasy but I think like he absolutely has 
a pretty solid floor. And I mean, he he sucks, but like <laughs> we, again, we just saw Blake Bortles, who also sucks, put up right. twenty nine points. Oh, that's true. So I mean, okay. and I think this game could be pretty sneaky high scoring, even though the Texans' defense is is fine. They're not great without JJ Watt. So I think all your Lions are, are pretty good to go uh, across the board. Their their pass defense, I think, is a little overrated based on what they've put out on paper. Uh, so I mean, and if the Lions are forcing the Texans to chase them. Brock Osweiler is going to have to take to the air, and again, while he might not be good, this defense is is bad enough to uh, to to get him going. And you know, same with Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, C.J. Fedorowicz is in a really good spot this week. Hell too. yeah! Again, Lions um, trends, baby. Streaming him in a couple spots. Yeah, I mean, I think he's absolutely worth the, worth a stream. And with Brock Osweiler continuing to not even seem interested in throwing the ball downfield. Uh, I think that brings Fedorowicz into the equation for sure. Can I paint one game script that I think could happen, though? Sure. How about if Matt Stafford, there's been so much hype about Matt Stafford possibly being a borderline MVP candidate this year. No. Um, (laughs) 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 uh, And and also, I'm hearing you know talks of Matt Stafford possibly getting a contract extension uh, that would make him the highest- Again? Wait, doesn't he get a contract extension like every other year? It seems like it, man, but I don't know. They're talking about- He's on that old rookie wage- Scale right. and like they're just constantly behind Re- reshuffling ball. Yeah. it to try and adjust money. That makes sense. It seems craziness, but anyways. But the bottom line is, uh, I I want I could see a scenario where Detroit comes out of the gate a little sluggish. Again, they're going to be playing on the road. Houston's got a pretty good defense as well, uh, and maybe Houston puts up a, a, a touchdown and a field goal early, and they run that rock. Yeah, the, the, I, that's a game script that I could possibly see happening. But again, uh, the offense for the for Detroit, I'm arguing against myself, but the offense for Detroit <laughs> has been pretty good as well. They're getting Theo Riddick back. They're getting Dwayne Washington back. They're looking a lot healthier. I don't know. I have I have benched Marvin Jones in like the few leagues I have him in though because Ooh. I'm concerned about the matchup. The Houston defense, while they have they have been inflated by a couple matchups, they do play so much better at home. That's true. They allow 11 fewer points per game at home than on this the road. This is true. Oh, by the way, Golden Tate. I don't think you could play him. I think with Theo Riddick coming back, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be in full panic mode. Theo Riddick coming back, Eric Ebron coming back. Woo. You know, Anquan Bolden still breathing and walking the earth. <laughs> still being productive. Dude, him and Frank Gore are just going to be chilling when the end of the world Forever. Comes. You know, it's, like it. it's one of those things I think we'll know a lot more about the Lions' past distribution After you know, week, come yeah. Monday morning than we can say for sure right now with, with those two. or not, not Eric Ebron, but with Theo Riddick coming back. I mean, is Golden Tate going to see you know double digit targets like he has been? I I tend to doubt There's it. No but, way. But no way. But you never know. And I mean, it could easily go back to where Marvin Jones is just dominating the target share again. But I mean, like I said, I think we'll know a lot more Monday than right mm-hmm. now. Seattle at New Orleans. MG, what you watching for? Uh, first off, Jimmy Graham revenge. Oh my god, this is like so much revenge. This so is like the revenge. big one. I am a little bit sad that we don't get the CJ Spiller revenge game because he was released by the Seahawks earlier in the week. Oh so. man, the Saints should pick him back up just to start him. <laughs> just Ooh, the so double, get, like, revenge. double revenge. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm also keeping an eye on Michael Thomas in this one because he has very quietly kind of taken over as the more productive receiver there in the New Orleans offense. And he's that guy. He is kind of running a lot of those back shoulder fades, a lot of those kind of shorter intermediate routes. And that tends to be what succeeds more against the Legion of Boom than trying to go downfield. So I feel okay with Michael Thomas. I feel okay with Willie Sneed. Brandon Cooks is a guy that I think I would avoid if I had any other options this week. Uh, I wouldn't bench Cooks at home. Just 
just just, my, because. just my two stand, just my two cents on this. See, I, I should I should have asked you because you are the Brandon Cooks whisperer. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I like. I think he he did see a season high forty eight percent of his snaps at right wide receiver, which w- last week, which would match him up theoretically against Richard Sherman a lot this week, uh, who primarily sticks at left cornerback. But like, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Saints at home trend over the uh, the Seahawks being really good trend in, in this one. Um, I wouldn't play Kobe Fleener. Uh, Willie yeah, on principle. Yeah, I mean on yeah on principle. Also, like he's splitting snaps with Josh Hill. Those it's guys. Gross. Those guys saw I think just a one snap difference between um, the two of them. Also, what was Scott Barrett's stat? Sub four five. Yes, it's sub. He's been most productive in his career against uh, sub four five corner or uh, uh, ones that are higher than four or five. Richard Sherman four four five, four, five six. There you yeah, go. no, I mean, and if you look back at Richard Sherman's career, you can you can see games where smaller Hilton shifty got receivers. Over on him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like Hilton and Odell burn a lot of people, but those smaller, faster receivers can certainly get past Sherman, who's a great player if he gets his hands on you. But yeah. I mean, he's also. You know, six three or he's I think big, he's six four. Actually, yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's a big boy. He's huge and uh, cooks is fast. So, all right, Casey Analysis. at Indianapolis. Dante Moncrief, who broke his shoulder blade in week two, has been limited in practice in in a non-contact jersey this week, but he is expected to play. He told reporters that he'd be quote surprised if he doesn't play Sunday at home versus Kansas City. Wizkid, what you got? I believe it was Pagano actually earlier today did confirm that Moncrief will play now. There you go. So I'm – I picked him up in a couple leagues. People had cast him off. I'm scared. I think I'm starting him in a league because I don't have a lot of other options. If, if, yeah, Cobb, buddy, if, Cobb, if Cobb sits, I'm going to have to have to play Moncrief. But I'm, I'm a little concerned about just – how much work he'll see coming off the shoulder injury. But if he does play a full complement of snaps, before he got injured, he'd played 41% of his snaps from the left wide receiver position, which would mean he would more than likely avoid Marcus Peters, which could set him up for a decent day uh, with T.Y. Hilton commanding more of that uh, lockdown coverage. True. But otherwise in this game, Spencer Ware, Jamal Charles has been ruled out, as we said. Good Lord, if you have him start him, or if you're playing daily fantasy, try and put him in a lineup because – Indy gives up uh, the fifth worst yards per carry total, 4.7. They've given up the fourth most receiving yards to back, and Spencer Ware is one of the top receiving backs in the league right now. Right. And uh, they've given up the most receiving touchdowns to backs too. Uh, I think Alex Smith is a good streaming play if you need him, but I'm worried, and Harmon, I know you were in defense of Macklin here, but I'm worried about the wide receivers here because yeah. since uh, week three, no wide, no pass catcher in the Chiefs' offense has had more than 21% of the targets. Uh, Alex Smith is also operating a low volume attack. So even if you're seeing like, you know, 18% of the targets, that's right. three or four in a given week. Only once did anybody see more than 22%. That was Macklin in week two. Uh, so that concerns the hell out of me about starting any of his pass catchers outside of uh We're Spencer watching Tyreek Hill make plays. Albert Wilson make plays. We're May- I mean, I think you can start Kelsey, but uh, I'm not feeling I great about it. Though Kelsey's, golly, not, he's not, been bad, Not feeling too. great about it. He's only had three targets each of the last two weeks. Oof. Uh, the one hope is that the Colts run up are able to move the ball and score uh, at home against the Chiefs, which would set it up for a more pass-heavy game script. Yeah. But uh, moving through real quick, uh, Frank Gore, I think he's a decent flex play, as he has been. Um, but the Chiefs are pretty good against pass-catching running backs. They do allow 4.7 yards per carry, but you probably need Gore to score. And then Jack Doyle, 
start him. Dwayne Allen's out again. He played yeah. 93% of the snaps last week. Absolutely love Jack Doyle this week. Jets. Yeah. Oh, I think Hilton's in a big blow-up spot. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I I mean, I figured people were starting him. Because, yeah, I mean, he plays so. he plays 48% of his snaps from the slot. It's 15th highest of any receiver uh, in the NFL. And uh, the Saints, I mean, just whipped Steven Nelson. Yeah, the chief slot corner last week for got over 100 yards receiving on him. So I mean, I think that Hilton could absolutely and he Hilton averages 100 and over 100 yards per game at home with luck the last two years. Um, I, I feel like you're really overanalyzing this when all you have to do is look and see that Ty Hilton has 76 targets, Jack Doyle is second with 33. <laughs> <laughs> that means all of the passes Sorry, are going to see why. <laughs> I've mostly just been crying. This whole time, so I wanted to say something useful before we get out of here. <laughs> Jets at Cleveland. Corey Coleman broke his hand in week two. He's still not catching balls in practice, but he said he feels great. He could be cleared by doctors as early as next week, and he told reporters, as soon as I get cleared, I am playing. So uh, other than that, Matt Harmon, what are you watching for? Well, I really like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in this game. I mean, every time that we have tried to stream against the Browns, it's worked out. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, I think even though Fitzpatrick is, uh, you know, not been good this year, he's pissed off. He's ready <laughs> to show the coaching staff that he's uh, that they made a mistake oh, turning their uh, back on him. Yes. And but but mostly he plays Cleveland. Right. So, I mean, I think you can, I think <laughs> you can absolutely stream Fitzpatrick to really good results this week. Brandon, Wait, so I, is this are you saying this is a revenge game against his own team? Like against oh. his own front office? Yeah, just, I, I don't really have the kind of advanced uh, revenge meter to, to, to <laughs> be able to tell you that. I can. I'm only good at, at deciphering former teams, but on yeah, within see. the team, I that's see. that's more advanced stuff. You're going to need somebody more qualified. Next gen revenge stat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what we need. Um, uh, Brandon Marshall looks like he's in line for a big day too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're you're all about uh, you're all about Brandon Marshall this week. I think if you have Quincy Noon, you can you could probably throw him out there and potentially get something from him. Uh, on the Cleveland side, I think Josh McCown's a pretty good play against mm-hmm. the Jets secondary. Okay. I think Gary Barnage is is back in consideration. Like he's been, he hasn't played bad. He just hasn't really scored touchdowns. Uh, he hasn't gotten a ton of yards. He hasn't gotten a ton of targets, but right. we know that McCown really likes him. Yep. Uh, he averages over 75 yards and over 0.5 touchdowns per game with McCown under center compared to 51 yards per game and 0.2 touchdowns uh, without Josh McCown under center. So, I mean, I think that Barnage is absolutely back in you know top 10 tight end consideration pretty easily with McCown. Most there. definitely. Pats at Buffalo. Sammy Watkins is out of his walking boot, not eligible to return to practice until November 11th. He can't play until week 12, but he becomes a very interesting stash. I know he's out there on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, could be worth a stash now. MG, what else are you watching for in that game? Uh, well, what I'm really watching for is the running back situation in Buffalo. It looks pretty much like LaShawn McCoy isn't going to play, as we mentioned earlier, so that means Mike Gillisley should get a whole lot yeah, of opportunity buddy. here. Uh, I'm also just keeping an eye on LeGarrette Blunt because, you know, as, as Harmon mentioned last week on Twitter, uh, contrary to what a lot of people believed when Tom Brady is coming back, you know, LeGarrette Blunt still gets to play football and they still give him the ball and <laughs> let him, sure? they let him do things occasionally. I think that was Deion Lewis suiting up as 
Like, As Garrett Blunt, yes. he bulked up a little bit I, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, Guys, it's Halloween. He just put on that costume. There <laughs> it is. There it is. So I mean, look, I think this is a game. I think the Patriots win. I think they can get out to a you know, I don't know. If they run away and hide in this one, but I do think Blunt is going to continue to be a large part of the offense. I mean, for all the excitement we've seen, you know, out of James White. Uh, he's done it on very limited opportunities, and the fact that he's gotten in the end zone has kind of buoyed his fantasy value. Meanwhile, it's Blunt that's really doing a lot of the work in the running game for the Patriots, and so I, I don't see any reason that that doesn't continue to happen this week. Uh, real quick, Watkins only owned in 58% of NFL.com leagues. This is a player that at the start of the season, even when his injury first hit, was owned in like 99%. Right. So. I would say, I mean, you're stashing him if you feel like you're guaranteed a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, if you He's not coming back to week 12. That means you get one, maybe two weeks of him in the regular season, it's and true. then you're done. So, If you know, you're in one of those top three positions or you're within striking distance. Right. Then I think he's worth I, the I don't hate. I don't hate the stat. Yeah, if, you need, if you need help right now, it's, it's, yeah, not, that's it's not something you want. Or if you have a deeper bench. I'm in a couple of leagues where we expanded the bench to oh, okay. allow for flexibility. Stash him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oakland at Tampa Bay. Gelhar, what you got? Uh, well, we already talked about Shepard and Mike Evans getting all the targets, Quiz and Peyton Barber a little bit. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. largely the Tampa Bay offense. One thing I will say, Cameron Brait kind of disappointed the last few weeks. Yep. However, However, those were two game scripts that heavily favored the Bucks. They were playing super inferior teams and didn't need to throw the ball as much. Jameis Winston only had 30 pass attempts in each. Hmm. If you go back to the two weeks before that where Brait was pretty successful – Winston had somewhere in the – he averaged like 35 and then 53 pass attempts, which is when Bray was much more effective. This game, as we mentioned, Oakland's going to be able to move the ball against Tampa Bay. I think Bray's a fine start because the volume will be up, and as a result, he should see some work. Uh, on the flip side, Latavius Murray's coming into a not great matchup. Tampa Bay, uh, Harmon's used the term funnel defense before. They're pretty good at stopping the run with their front seven, just 3.7 yards per carry. They have given up eight total touchdowns to runners, though, and – when Murray has been healthy, so counting out the two games he missed with turf toe, uh, he's seen 60%, 67% excuse me, of the running back red zone opportunities, targets, and uh, yards, and scored four touchdowns. So there you go. that'll help his value. Uh, as for Oakland, start everybody in the passing game, except <laughs> Clive Walford. Except Clive Walford. Oh, poor, poor Clive Bar- Walford. Poor Bonnie and Clive Walford. All right, San Diego at Denver. Harmon, I will ask you one very simple question because I have him on my fantasy team. Is Phillip Rivers startable in this game? I say nah. I know you didn't ask me, but I, I say know. nah. I know. I don't think so either. I've been trying to work fiercely for a trade, but nobody's biting. Plus, thing is, <laughs> while Harmon decides. Harmon like, is, like, physically pain. James, I've been thinking about this a lot because I have Rivers in a bunch of leagues, too. Um, this is He's already played Denver once, so after this, it clears the one really scary matchup out of his lineup for 100%. the rest of the way. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to I, – I, I'm definitely going to – I want to stash him, but – uh, I just I'm trying to work a trade. I don't know who to get, but whatever. Bottom line is, uh, I just want to know if I can play. I, I might have to. I think you. Probably, I might have. I to. mean, I think you can. Like, would you play Brock Osweiler over Philip Rivers? Negative. I mean, so I, I don't know. Like, what depending what's out, I would play Fitzpatrick over Rivers. I'd probably play McCown over Rivers and Alex Smith over Rivers. Yeah, but I still think the San Diego offense is so good right now. I mean, it gives me pause, but except probably the last, not. The last time they played, 
Denver shut them down, and that was. I don't know if Denver like shut them down though. I mean, they moved the ball in uh, the first couple of drives. Like it slowed down after that, but that was mostly because they were kind of controlling that game. There's a lot of turnovers in that game too, by the way. Uh, Green. I didn't even get your analysis of this game. (laughs) I was about to move on. No, I don't really. Just Philip Rivers. I mean, Denver. Denver. Like you know your guys. I mean, we talked about Devontae Booker already. You've got to find a way to play him I think in this spot it's the two wide receivers and that's pretty much it uh on this on the San Diego side I mean Hunter Henry do we know if he's gonna play or not uh, he's officially play? questionable I yeah. saw him and Travis Benjamin are questionables Benjamin which Snap. means they'll probably play Benjamin Snap count percentage for him though is going the wrong way yeah it's going the wrong way Antonio Gates might be actually a pretty solid play in this spot uh if, if Henry sits especially you can't sit um, Melvin Gordon I'm assuming but no 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 no, no. you can't I mean it's, it's volume I yeah. mean it's just all about the volume like I would <laughs> I would bet his like he's what has he scored like how many t- he's leads I think league he has in 10, touchdowns. Or, 10 or 11 total touchdowns right that's now. insane yeah he leads the league in touchdowns like I would bet against him getting in the end zone in this game but yeah. also Maybe not. I know. <laughs> he did not. He did not the last time they played, though. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, and then uh, for the receivers, it's tough for me to bench Tyrell Williams because he's playing so well right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that oh, if you no if you have other options, you can uh, it's away. ten total touchdowns for Gordon. That's amazing. By the way. That is amazing. And Denver can be had on the ground. Gordon had I think yes. his longest run of the season against them. He got stuffed a bunch of other times, but. Like you said, it's volume and the the touchdown potential is just so huge because right. when they get near the end zone, they're just like, here you go. Here you go, I, I, added, here you go. I added literally nothing to your lives oh. in that entire oh, segment. Okay. I'm sorry. Hey, you for, talked about <laughs> Tyrell Williams. I'm sorry for wasting all of your time <laughs> listening to that. This is the saddest panda in the room. All right, uh, Green Bay at Atlanta. MG, what are you watching for? Uh, I'm keeping an eye on how the Packers split up their backfield touches here. I mean, you know, looks like – uh, Niall Davis should work in a little bit more, although I don't think he's going to be as big a part of the the running attack as maybe a lot of us would hope he's going to be. Right. Uh, Don Jackson should hopefully yeah. be back, but you know Ty Montgomery I think is still going to see a few snaps back there. Which, by the way, um, Alex Gilhar, <laughs> he wrote he wrote it. he wrote a very good piece on why Ty Montgomery is not a running back. Oh, I I, love it. I had a little bit it. of a Twitter rant on it on Monday uh, that I actually. <laughs> that I actually typed out as we were sitting here doing the podcast on Monday. Um, It's not happening, folks, and I'm just appalled at how many of you want to change the rules in the middle of the game. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. It's because a competitor folded and did it. I don't even know why. Why What was the reason? They did not switch him, uh, because I actually was tweeting with this about Matthew Barry a little bit yesterday. uh, Did Matthew Barry have Ty Montgomery on his team? Is that why? No, no, no. I think Barry even said it was above his head. Like, it came from other people. It's stupid. But it's they added the... uh, Either or thing. You could play him at wide receiver or running back, which I still don't think is effective because it's like, here's. That's I, I was, super cheating. I was getting like a bunch holy, of people coming holy at me. God, we're I mean, we'll get off of it quick. This. But my, the last thing I want to say on it is it's like if you bought a video game and you couldn't beat the video game as it was. So then you called Nintendo, like, hey, I can't beat the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time on the 64. <laughs> this is so I need you to change the game what an so I can do it. What an and it's analogy. like, no, that that's the way the game exists. There are rules in there. You can play him at wide receiver. And if anything, he's an advantage at wide receiver because he offers you a safer floor than right. almost any other receiver with his rushing work. Hang on. Let me just I, let me just read you. I'm pulling it out right now. The official Matt Harmon stance on this matter. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> 
my Anyways, Marcus, my, analysis. My final point on this is this is not NOM. This is fantasy football. Oh, my God. There are rules. There are rules. Um, yeah, but I'm keeping an eye on the backfield there. I think the quarterbacks, whichever side you you land on, is going to be pretty good, Dude, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Matt Ryan. You're going to be fine there. I don't know. I have this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach about Jordy Nelson this week, and I know that the matchup on paper looks good against Atlanta, but – He's the guy that they want to try to get downfield in a passing game that's struggling to get the ball downfield. Um, Bro, I'm you didn't, nervous. You didn't like his nine total yards last week. I'm I'm very nervous. Uh, I guess it, you know we'll see what happens with Randall Cobb and maybe that impacts a little bit of what happens with Jordy Nelson. But I you know I I am hoping for the best, but I am fearing the worst. Dude, right Devontae now. Adams gonna eat, man. I was gonna say. I mean, Adams primarily plays left wide receiver over fifty percent of his snaps over there. And Desmond Trufant of the Falcons primarily sticks at left cornerback. So, I mean, I think he and Nelson are going to be clashing off plenty. So, I think Adams is worth the start here. And if Cobb plays, and God hope he does, because he's in a dope spot this week. I mean, let's just – like the Falcons give up a ton of production over the middle of the field. The yep. Packers have been using Cobb over the middle of the field Leads more. Leads league in targets the last three weeks. Yeah, Randall 37 Cobb. targets, I think, the last three weeks. Yep. So, I mean, and his average depth of target has come down too, which just makes the production easier to accumulate. So, I mean – Please play right uh, I think this game's going to be a high scoring. My sister texted me. There's uh, She's always like has to do a score prediction thing at work or something. She's like, what's the score of this game going to be? I first texted her 1,000 to 999 because there's not a lot of defense. The Falcons are really hmm. bad so in take football the outsiders uh, DVOA. The, the Packers uh, claim Matthews has a hamstring injury now. They continue to put – I think their IR is getting like super crowded right now with cornerbacks. Julio's going to have 50 billion points. Yep. They uh, give up over 100 yards per game to, to a number one wide receivers. Number yeah, one receivers. I will say I think Niall Davis is worth a shot in the flex. McCarthy had said to reporters this week he has full confidence, or he's totally confident. That was the exact verbiage okay. in Niall Davis. They don't. They will use Ty Montgomery in the backfield. I don't think, from knowing this team, that they want to put a running back back there for 40 plus snaps. Again. A wide receiver. Back wide receiver. There. Sorry at running back for 40-plus snaps. They will use him there, especially in a hurry-up, because that gives them more dynamic pass catchers. But I, I would bet Niall Davis sees close to 15 carries this game. Mm. All right. I like it. Philadelphia at Dallas, Sunday night football. We'll stay with you, Wiz. What you got? Is there a more, like, defunct fantasy offense than the Eagles right now? It looks pretty mm, broken. No. The no. Jaguars? The Jaguars. Oh, God. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to spin back to it. Uh, but, I mean, aside from Ryan Matthews, who, while healthy, I mean, he fumbled last week, but he had 60% of the backfield opportunities, had 83 yards against a tough Minnesota defense. I think he's worth starting. Sproles' value is gone. He's only seen, like, two or three targets in each what of the last four or five there, games. Man? No wide receiver on this team has seen more than seven targets since week two. Gross. So there yeah. is no reliable production. Zach Ertz is a ghost. Like, Carson Wentz is a fine young player, but you can't start him in fantasy. Nope. On the flip side, I think Dez is an okay start because of his touchdown upside. Beasley is Dak's favorite uh, target, so he's worth a start in PPR. Even when Dez was healthy earlier in the year, Beasley's totals didn't drop off. And then Zeke is like the rushing defense destroyer. Like, at te- he's played a number of teams that have had a good run defense before he got there. Quote, unquote. And then he's just beat wrecked the hell him. out of them. Just wrecked them. So I think Dak is a fine streamer too in this week, but you can't really play any Eagles. I mean, other than their defense, just because they're the only team to score a kick return touchdown in the league this year, and they've done it twice. They got a good front seven that can get some sacks and special teams upside. So There you go. I like it. Minnesota at Chi-Town. It's Monday night football. Cordero Patterson is in the league's concussion protocol. Uh, he didn't practice Thursday. I think I just saw he didn't practice Friday either. Jarek McKinnon 
also has not practiced. He's got an ankle injury. I doubt very seriously. I don't think they've officially ruled him out. I could be wrong here. Uh, but it, I, He was in a walking boot Thursday. There's although, no way he's playing. So. Although I think today, my favorite injury term, he shed his walking boot. Shed it. Shed <laughs> like, a shed. Like, a, like a snake shedding his yeah, skin like, or, or the Or the butterfly shed his skin. <laughs> that's my favorite when they do that. I, we sh- I really wish we were a video podcast right now so you could have seen us all throw our arms up like <laughs> a bunch of jackasses. Right now, it was beautiful. It was pretty cute. Um, Matt Harmon analysis. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe I'll actually analyze this. Game. Oh, okay, great. Uh, McKinnon. Speaking of that, yep. listen, Matt Asiata is a good fantasy start. Let's just get that out of the way. Yes, hundred percent. He catches passes. He runs at the goal line. I mean, look, that's just that's going to work. The the Bears aren't a pushover defense, but the opportunities there, and I think that he is a if you if you have him on your roster. I think you absolutely got to play gonna him get on this an, one. You're going to get an ugly but effective like, double-digit points from yes, Matt Asiata. You're going to look at the box score and like see his touches and be like, how the hell did he get me 12 points? But right. it's going to be there. Who I don't want to do like live in this world. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> too, bad. Uh, Ronnie, too bad. Ronnie Hillman. Ronnie, Ronnie Hillman. Hillman? Yes. He got oh. some run. He got a little bit of work last week. No. Went for negative yardage. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> but but it did happen. You're hey, right. So did Hall of future Hall of Famer Kenneth Dixon. In his oh, Jesus. So, um, you know anyways. how that plays out. I feel better about Capri Bibbs than Ronnie <laughs> Hillman, bro. Oh, don't play Ronnie Hillman. Well, at least we know one of them is bad. We don't oh, know if Capri yeah. Bibbs is bad yet. Oh, right. uh, but on the rest of the Minnesota side, I mean, the passing game's pretty rough to trust right now. Is I think Stephon Diggs going to get I think this is the game he gets healthy a little yeah. bit. I think especially if CPAT doesn't play, which is crazy to say that, that like he has a big impact on the target uh, distribution, but because their offensive line is so bad in pass protection, and I mean, that problem at, at offensive tackle is not going anywhere. Right. Uh, that's going to be a thing for the rest of the season. That's a good point. You're going to have to run more routes closer to the line of scrimmage. You cannot work downfield like you did in the first couple of weeks there uh, with Sam Bradford. So, I mean – I think that I think that Diggs is I probably wouldn't want to play him, but I think this is a good week to see like if he gets back on track. Uh on the Bears side, Jay Cutler's back. Much to the coaching staff's chagrin, Jay Cutler is back. <laughs> he had the best quote about it too, like, you know, how do you feel about the you know them trusting you? And the response essentially was, Well, I guess they don't really have a choice. Yeah, do you think do you think uh do you think John Fox believes in you? And I don't think he really has a choice. Why? And apparently Fox told People close to him, like he's done with Jay Cutler. Well, Jay Cutler wasn't done with you, apparently. <laughs> Cuddy is back, uh, and I think that does mean good things for Alshon Jeffrey, even against Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, can't play him, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell to tell you there. Like, I'm gonna end up playing Jeffrey because he's a good player, and I'm gonna go down with good players because that's just the way I do this thing. Um, so I- I'm probably gonna play Jeffrey. I think that he can get over on uh, some of the outside cornerbacks there. He has a really good history against Minnesota, which doesn't always mean anything. There. They're a better defense this year than they ever have been before, but I'm right. I'm just going to trust that Jeffrey gets going with Cutler back in there, okay. uh, and I wouldn't play anybody like not another soul from. Can I the ask Bears. a real football question though? Like, why does Chicago for reals hate their veterans? Like, I don't get it. Like we talked about, I I tweeted this out, but imagine if they just said, okay, whatever, we're just going to pour all the money into the offense, and they kept Greg Olson, they kept Mar- kept Martellus Bennett, they had Matt Forte in the backfield, they had Marshall. These are Brandon a number Marshall. of different regimes, though. No, I, I I know that's why I'm asking. Like, why does Chicago, the the team, the city? <laughs> well, I think if you like, if, why do they hate their 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 veterans? I don't understand. If you look, they have they definitely look like. Maybe not Forte, but like definitely with all of those guys, it does look like they moved on too early. 
uh, like when some teams like the Patriots are Holy really hell. good about. How about Greg Olson? Yeah, well, Greg Olson, that was Mike Martz's fault, which like I've experienced little joy as a fan of the Panthers, but uh, I still remember one of the coolest things ever was I remember when that story came across the wire back in whatever year it was, I think 2010 or whatever, or no, 2011, excuse me, when Mike Martz was hired as the offensive coordinator of the Bears and he was like, I don't use tight ends. We're putting Greg Olson on the block. And I'm like, man, that'd be really cool. The Panthers need a tight end if they trade it for him. And then they actually <laughs> did. And they did it for a third rounder. So, I mean, that's just like a coaching staff being stupid, being like, I don't use this position. I don't, I don't, I'm not flexible. So, so let's trade this let's former trade. first round pick for a third <sighs> round pick. And then Bennett and, and Marshall, I think it was just personality. Just, wasn't working in the city anymore. It just seems weird. I mean, I know that Jay Cutler has his, you know, his warts in his game, but that's one way to say it. I mean, okay, fine, but I mean, at, at the very least, he's a he's a uh, above average quarterback. He's, I don't think he's an above average quarterback. You don't think he's anywhere. at least in in one of the top sixteen quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Hell no. Brian Hoyer came oh in. Oh my god, outplayed no, James. Him. <laughs> top sixteen. What are you? What is wrong with you? Wait, top sixteen Whoa. of like. Quarterbacks starting this week minus Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, no, Philip Rivers, Cam no, Newton, Carson. No, Palmer, no dude, Dad Jay Prescott, Cutler's bad. Carson Wentz. Oh my god, we are we are so way past Jay Cutler being like not somebody sure. that needs excuses. I'm not sure he's a top sixteen quarterback in the Central Time Zone. <laughs> okay, fair. I guess I'm in the minority. Yes, I mean, okay. I thought he was a top sixteen quarterback. Well, you thought, thought was... wrong. Okay, uh, <laughs> here's here's where your statement could have been correct. Maybe top sixteen arm talent or arm strength. Because he can uncork some rocket balls, but oh, other he's than got that, huge, yeah, he's got a huge yes, strength, not talent. Because okay. those rocket balls, who knows where they're going? Yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. Let's get the daily daps. Get out, <laughs> please. All right, daily dap time. We'll start with the Wizkid from Wisconsin, Alice Gelhart. What you got? Uh, first daily dap. I want to throw it to South Park this year. I think uh, I know I'm a fan of the show. I've talked about it on this podcast before, but uh, they have they're having a doing a lot of smart social commentary in a very funny and interesting way on the show this year. And they're back to like in the past. South Park would always kind of do their one off random six day to air type of episodes, as the documentary was called. But this year they're doing a, again a longer concurrent narrative, uh, which I think is very fascinating. It's ta- it's talking about internet trolling. Um, uh, like there's nostalgia that's kind of gripping our country right now. Uh, women's rights issues, uh, all sorts of men's rights issues, all sorts of stuff. Like they're just tackling a ton of stuff right now. And I think it's pretty incredible how deftly they're able to handle it. So daily daps to South park and then uh, daily daps to everybody that uh, read and shared my long form that came out earlier this week on yes. the Dome patrol on Tuesday. Uh, thanks to the crew and daps to the crew, Ali Bunpuri and Tom Blair and Gennaro Felice and everybody that helped uh, edit it and get it up and out to the masses. Uh, a lot of work went into it. It's been a lot of fun to see it live now and uh, receive the responses. Which if, have you have not, so. if you have not read it yet, definitely go read it. Even if you're like, mm, I don't care about the Saints linebackers. Like, I could give two you know what's about the Saints linebackers <laughs> from before I was born, but right. it was a but the writing yeah, is cool. really good. It's a good story, yeah, so cool. definitely you know even if you don't think you care, you probably care. That's coming. That's a big thing coming from Matt Harmon, who denied the existence of this piece yes. for months. And <laughs> well, listen, I mean, there was really no evidence that it was real. Just a lot of excuses from Gelhar about why he was just leaving his desk for hours at a time to talk to Jim Mora and uh-huh. to work on his long form. Lots of air. There are a lot of air quotes, quotes here, folks. Yeah. So I mean, there was no real proof, but look, I mean. 
I'm a person that I don't die on bad take hill when there's evidence out there that I was wrong. I say it. And look, the pieces on the internet, it clearly exists. Uh, <laughs> NFL.com slash Dome Patrol for those interested. Uh, the uh, full disclosure here, when every single time I, I, uh, I read the headline, um, I have a kid now, but uh, I read it to the theme song of Paw Patrol. <laughs> Dome Patrol. I was really Dome not Patrol. sure where you were going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was like, I was like, what's happening? It ended in a pretty PG place. That's good. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, MG, my got Marcus Grant? Uh, a couple things, uh, both music-related. The first one, the album by No Worries called Yes, Lord, which is uh, the combination of Knowledge and Anderson Pock. Oh, Anderson wow. Pock has just been on fire with everything he does. He's, he's really good. Uh, but it's the the... The uh, collaboration is called No Worries, but it's NX Worries. NX. Worries. Uh, that album has been phenomenal. I have kind of had it on loop on Spotify for the last week while I've been doing work here. And I'm down with amazing. a little bit of that. Uh, but the big one, the okay. big, big one, the tweet that came out from Q-Tip last night, Thursday night. What was that? It is announcing that the next and final Tribe Called Quest album oh, drops okay. two weeks from today. I got you. November eleventh, okay. twenty sixteen. He I put out uh, kind of a handwritten note that yeah, yeah. Uh, he took photos and put it up on Twitter. Uh, made the rounds last night. It landed yeah. in my mentions. Uh, thanks to a uh, friend of the stronghold, Jonathan Meisner, who tweets at us a lot. And yeah. uh, he sent it my way. So We love you, Jonathan. Yeah, man. Hey, Two man. weeks from today, we will have a new and a final Tribe Call Quest album. I cannot wait. All right. There you go. Uh, I really should have gone after Gelhard, but I will go. Uh, how about daily daps to the fantasy stronghold in general? Fantasy hipster? I was like, what did we do? Fantasy Hipster making its network debut. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. I was that was that so Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. So awesome. Hilarious. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where we can find it, but my God. It was on Fantasy and Friends. It was Matt Harmon, your boys, the Bearded <laughs> League, uh, Matt Harmon and Matt Franciscovich. Being fantasy hipsters on Fantasy and Friends. I can't even describe the segment. The bottom line, it was awesome, man. It was hilarious. It was it was really well done. But can I ask you, how, how did that develop? <laughs> so apparently this is something that Damashek has been uh, pitching for months. Dave Damashek, who's the host of that show, uh, and also the Dave Damashek football program here. Uh, he's been pitching it to the producers for months. And finally, I guess, because then he was like, all right, well, why don't we have both of them do it? For some reason, they were like, two hipsters instead of one is good. <laughs> so they were like, all right, maybe we try it out. So then last week, Sheck said, yeah, I think we might be good to go. Uh, you know, whatever, we'll keep you posted. Then Monday, uh, the producers asked us for like, you know, maybe five potential storylines. And uh, so I worked up three, franchise worked up a few. We, I emailed them over. And then Tuesday morning, they came over and like, all right, we're going to have you on the show today. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? And so They didn't give you more than the same day notice? Same day notice. Get so out of here. Luckily, uh, Franchise and I were in costume already, <laughs> <laughs> wearing a cardigan no, on my I, end. Hold on, hold on. Are you Wait. So, you're telling me same day notice like for like for reals you came in in a cardigan and for reals he came in in a jean jacket? Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> I, mean, I, see, I didn't know that. I honestly, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. No, that was that's amazing. Franchise rocking his Technics, you know, turntable shirt. I thought was for sure part of the. Thought- nope, that was that was all, like seriously. We had no idea that it was. I mean, we knew that like it could happen this week, but we didn't know. Like we had no idea until they came up and said, "Oh my said, god, that's a great." Like by the way, you're gonna make your 
uh, television debut today. All right. How do the That's folks amazing. find this thing? You can find it. Uh, I mean, it's on my Facebook page. Okay. Uh, if you follow That's my writer page. Way. That's probably the easiest. Or yeah. you can just search Fantasy Hipsters Julian Edelman because we took down Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. So, Oh, my yeah. God. That was – it was really good. It was the NFL Network debut of both Matt Franciscovich and Matt Hart. And the good news, yes, that we're going to keep doing it. Oh, great. So we're going to probably do one every week, I think. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, apparently the, the skeptics way, have been converted. The kicker to this story yes. is that these jerks make one appearance on TV. Uh-huh. Now they have endorsements. They're getting, like, free beard oil or something. True. Like, uh, that is a franchise true. got hit up on uh, oh Twitter my God. and yeah, that, I got some beard oil company. Yeah. This is great. What's up? <laughs> the Magnificent Fame Chise. Fame Chise. Fame, fame <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, again, uh, I just c- can't reiterate this enough. The the piece that Alex Gilhar wrote is really good, man. Um, and i got to be honest with you, NFL.com, you know, between Alex Gilhar and Mark Sessler, the long forms this year have been really good. Killer. Man. Yes. They've yeah, been really, well, really good. you know, I that's, liked a, it. that's a credit to Ali and his team as well. Uh, he and John Marvel, our boss, really wanted to try and push more long form storytelling. Even though everybody here is like snaggable, short form content, yeah. like none of that stuff's going to produce. But those things Idiots. keep getting numbers. And as you probably noticed if you read my piece, there's a big fat Bose sponsorship attached to it. So oh, <laughs> kudos all, to those also guys. Also good. People are want good storytelling, and uh, thankfully we've been able to deliver. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Amen, baby. So there you go. Daps to the fantasy stronghold. Just doing work this week. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, Matt Harmon, close us out. So, I mean, kind of in the same vein, my, my dap was going to be to all of you guys Woo-hoo. and everybody else here at NFL that, I mean, I – <laughs> it's, I don't mean to be so like nihilistic and disgusted today, even though that's the just the mood <laughs> I came in on because it has been such a cool week with the whole fantasy hipster thing, uh, and it's just a it's just a reminder that like we have a really really awesome team here. I mean, all of you guys are great. A lot of other people that aren't in the studio right now are fantastic, and a lot of people have helped boost me up, and I. I really appreciate it. as much of a jackass as I am. I really do appreciate the being a part of this team, and I hope we get to do this together for a long time. I feel like you're overstating things, though, because I mean, some people suck. Well, <laughs> sure. No, I mean, no question. <laughs> there are plenty of people in this building that are right up atop my volcano list. Which, by the way, if you don't know about the volcano list, we'll save that for another uh, show. There you go. But, but for the, the 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 vast majority of people here are very talented that we work with, there and you go. I. And I, I love you guys. Oh, I was, right. was going to say, actually, before we get ease out of this, it was so funny because we had all these positive things, and then we saved Harmon for last after he's been total eat at Arby's depressive <laughs> mood all day. And I was like, oh, great. We're going to ruin that positive nah. vibe with like a Debbie Downer daily and dap. Like, I t- daily dap to death. It's coming for us all. It's the <laughs> no, only no, thing no. we can trust. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and to be honest daily with you, like, daps to death. To, to be honest with you, like, it is important to be positive. Because, listen, oh I, I tweeted I, I, in my long, disgusting rant of sad tweets last night i know at one point i said like i was gonna work out after this game but i think i'm just gonna walk to the gas station drink a bottle of wine and walk to the gas station eat a bunch of ice cream <laughs> i did not do any of that i did go i i did go on a run uh after after that and i felt much better i just woke up feeling terrible again but point being <laughs> stay positive people which by the way speaking of which Oh you boys God. are four days away from oh, beer. Oh, that's right. Four days away from hey, beer being we back still in have, your life. We still have one more podcast Buddy? to go before we – no beer list, but oh, I, th- this stupid month cannot end fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Believe it or not, I think it's been fine. Uh, no. Yeah, it's, it has been. It's, it's been I. Uh, you guys are lying. It, it's been it's been I. 
but I miss beer. Okay, there you go. All right, that's going to do it for the show, for the Whiskey from Wisconsin, for the Missing Matt franchise, MG My Guy, Marcus Grant, and Matt Harmon, the Fantasy Hipsters. I'm James Cowell. See ya. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.